It is crossover Thursday, locked on Broncos, locked on Chargers. My name is Sarah Benninger, co-host of Locked On Broncos, and he is Daniel Wade, co-host of Locked On Chargers. And man, a lot of future talk about to happen here on this podcast. Two teams with maybe not just one eye on the future, but two eyes on the future. And man, it's going to get interesting in a hurry for both the Broncos and the Chargers. But I got to tell you, this crossover Thursday episode is brought to you by prize picks, the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepickscom slash locked on NFL and use code all lowercase locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. And thank you to all of you everyday listeners out there that make locked on Broncos or locked on chargers part of your day. However you choose to do so free and available anywhere that you listen to podcasts right here on the lockdown podcast network where it is always your team every day daniel we were talking before the show off the air and just about the craziness that is these two teams right now the broncos and the chargers the future very much up in the air but in pretty significant different ways for these two teams and i liked how you put it i'm gonna i'm gonna throw it to you because i like the kind of the way that you were setting this up for these two teams the biggest storylines going into this game it's different for the broncos and chargers but two huge gaping holes for both of these teams going into week 17. Yeah, I mean, of course, this show is not going to go the way me and Sayer thought it was going to go. Before this show started, we found out the news that Russell Wilson is getting benched in Denver for a multitude of reasons. But what really is interesting, I think, about that is kind of how these teams kind of set up for the future. I mean, I think now it's, okay, the Chargers have their quarterback and the Broncos have their coach, but the Broncos don't have a quarterback now and the Chargers do not have their head coach. And I think that's huge, but I think for... This game in particular is just like, okay, now the Chargers who at this point are playing for draft position, but are obviously fighting hard, almost pulled off the upset last week against the Bills. But now it's like, okay, well, this game becomes seemingly a lot more winnable now that Jarrett Stidham is starting for the Broncos. I guess that depends how you feel about Russell Wilson and his struggles, you know, if you think he gives them the best chance to win. But like, man, I wasn't think we were, I wasn't thinking we were going to be going into this game wondering you know how the broncos would look with jared stidham like that took me by surprise obviously the broncos will save a bunch of money or basically if russell wilson were to get hurt they would owe him a lot more money in 2025 and going forward so for them making this decision now to basically kind of punt on the last two games of the season there because the thing is is like the broncos are still kind of in the playoff hunt right even after losing to the patriots last week the broncos are still kind of in it but like Man, I did not see the Russell Wilson benching coming. I mean, I'm sure you kind of had this floating around them and, and knew it could technically be a possibility. But like, how surprised were you to see that news today? I mean, that's pretty nuts. Yeah, I, I was on my commute home from a little Christmas vacation, right? And you get back and you just come home to a barrage of text and messages and Slack that's saying, hey, Russ is getting benched. And you wondered if it would happen, like you said. I mean, Cody and I had talked about it on the Lockdown Broncos podcast a little bit, just like hey, there's these financial ramifications coming up, like you mentioned, Daniel, and wondering whether or not the Broncos are going to be willing to risk Russell getting injured. Kind of felt like they might keep it under lock and key for a little bit longer than this. So I would say very surprised at the timing of the news, but also kind of interested by what you just said. I mean, the Broncos are still technically in it. They've got 5% chance of making the playoffs. And like Cody and I said in the post game after the Patriots game, like, a lot of fans right now, they don't want to hear about that 5%. They're like, no, don't tell me there's still a chance. Don't right. give me any hope. You know, you don't want any false hope. But at the same time, 
I mean, you got to go out and you got to play these games. You got to put your best foot forward. And we always say these teams, like you mentioned, the Chargers, I mean, these teams are going to go out there and fight. These, these players are playing for millions of dollars. They're playing for their job. These coaches are coaching for future jobs. Like teams that are out of it at the end of the year, I think a lot of times fans don't realize that these guys are, are going for it. They're going to give yeah. their best foot forward. And that may not always work out, but it's always going to be interesting at the very least. And for the Broncos, this this move to Jarrett Stidham, you kind of felt like, man, maybe maybe should they have done it earlier? And I can't help but wonder after this game against the Chargers, are fans going to sit there and wonder, why didn't they go to Jarrett Stidham earlier? We, we now see the middle of the field starting to open up in terms of the passing game, like a quarterback that may step up in the pocket as opposed to try to escape quicker. And I don't mean to diminish Russell Wilson by any means. I mean, the dude is a playmaker. He's one of the all-time greats, in my opinion. But it just it hasn't really worked out consistently for the Denver Broncos. We've seen them have to make plays in clutch moments for this team to go on a run like it did. You haven't really seen much structure to the offense, not a lot of success in the passing game, and therefore not much balance with the running game. So I think this move was, although the timing was surprising, I think everybody was kind of wondering when was Jarrett Stidham going to play. And now we're going to get to see him go up against the the Chargers, who last time we talked, it was Brandon Staley coaching the Chargers, right? It was, I mean, a lot has changed since the last yeah. couple of weeks when you and I last chatted. That's crazy. You're totally right. I mean, yeah, things have changed a lot. The you know, the last time we talked, Russell Wilson was firmly entrenched as the Broncos starter, and Brandon Staley was still the Chargers head coach, and Tom Telesco, for that matter, was still the Chargers general manager, which are the things that are currently hanging over the head of the Chargers fans right now, right? It's it is looking towards the future. It is, you know, what you're going to do and how you address that position going forward, knowing how important it is to not mess this up again with Justin Herbert, right? To not have to start another three-year kind of cycle where you don't have the right guys, and then you have to start it all over again. I mean, Justin Herbert's about to more than likely have his, you know, fifth different offensive coordinator or fifth different offense he's running next year, right? Or fourth different in five seasons. So, like, it, it is very, very big and looming for sure for the Chargers. And I think for this game, like I told you off air, like the Chargers were kind of penciling in two losses. Like, we didn't expect them to look as close as they were last week against the Bills. But that's kind of up in the air now. That's This kind of fuels like a winnable game. And, and by doing this, the Broncos might be screwing the Chargers a little bit as far as what their draft position is. Because when you're looking for that next head coach and potential GM, you kind of want to have the best assets to you available, right? And part of that could be, hey, not only do you have Justin Herbert, you have a top five pick. You have a top six pick, which is very, very valuable in the NFL, obviously. And I think for this game specifically, now everything's kind of thrown in the air a little bit, right? Because now it's Jared Stidham. Now it feels like a more winnable game. Obviously, it sounds like, hey, just performance-wise, Russell Wilson kind of had questions around him, right? Just whether or not he was the best guy to go get them wins anyway. So maybe they are in a better kind of situation now. But I think, you know, what we're going to talk about is very interesting because I, what I really want to get to is just what the kind of prospects for these teams going forward is, right? Like, and I guess instead of matchups, it's more like, hey, who's set up in a better position in 2024 and going forward? Because these are two teams that are going to continue to battle it out. But like, I guess, are the Broncos kind of where you thought they would be after this? Like, does this, do you think it kind of extend the rebuild period under Sean Payton? Like, how are you feeling right now about the future before we get into how these teams are set up? Yeah, I, I think absolutely. That's a great point too, because the the 
the hiring process of Sean Payton, a lot of people were wondering, like, is he going to even want to choose the Denver Broncos with the Russell Wilson situation? And of course we saw, you know, he obviously uh, you get offered 18 to $20 million a year or whatever he's getting paid. I mean, that's going to be hard to turn down for anybody, especially when you want to get back into coaching, but we never felt like Russell Wilson and Sean Payton were tied or that, or that Sean Payton's job was tied to whether or not like he would be willing to work with Russell Wilson for multiple years. So kind of felt like Russell was going to need a, not just a bounce back year, but kind of prove that it could be sustainable going forward in order to be the quarterback. So it, it does bring the Broncos back to an interesting place though, of that QB purgatory. Like, do you go a, another year with Jarrett Stidham in 2024? Does Sean Payton make an aggressive move in the NFL draft? I mean, what, what free agents could you look at? What trade options could you look at? I think that's obviously great content for us to be able to talk about, but <laughs> right. for the fans, it's like, man, we got to go through this again. It's been eight years since Peyton Manning. And, you know, we we thought we finally had something with Russ. And so now you do have to kind of look at, like you said, the, the foundation pieces on these two rosters. Can you get excited about another bridge quarterback? Because I mean, you can make the playoffs with a bridge guy. It's, I mean, it may sure. not be the most likely, but you could make some noise and I think we've seen when with the Broncos at their best this year that it's possible. So, but what is the future going to be like for these two teams, right? I mean, what core foundation pieces do they have? What are they going to have to do to maybe maneuver the salary cap? There's a lot of questions for both the Broncos and the Chargers, and we're going to break all that down on this crossover Thursday edition. Locked on Broncos, locked on Chargers. This crossover Thursday is brought to you by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. The most the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS. It's just you against the numbers. And instead of battling thousands of other players, including pros and shark, you pick more or less than two to six player stat projections and just watch the winnings roll in. With basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across both football and basketball from the Specials League, a league created specifically for combo projections that includes two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, go with Los Angeles Lakers superstar LeBron James and Kansas City Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey at a combo of 10 and a half three-pointers made plus receptions. Price Picks even offers reboot policy so that your entries stay in play even if one of your players gets injured. For football and basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player is rebooted. Price Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use the code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. What does the future hold for the Denver Broncos and the Los Angeles Chargers? What players will still be around in 2024 to build around for whoever the Chargers' new head coach is, whoever the Broncos quarterback is going to be? We're going to discuss all of that on this special crossover Thursday edition, Locked On Broncos, Locked On Chargers. But before we do, want to say a huge shout out and thank you to all of you everydayers that rock with these shows every single day. We appreciate you so much especially during times like this where hey you want to be informed every single day you want to know what's going on what's the latest with my team 
obviously when you're talking about changing quarterback or changing head coach, there's going to be a lot of moving parts, a lot of rumors to discuss. And we're so grateful that you tune in however you choose to do so free and available everywhere that you listen to podcasts, as well as on YouTube, where you can watch the show and engage with other members of both the Broncos and Chargers fan base on the respective shows. Daniel, it's going to be a fascinating offseason now, once again, for both of these teams. I mean, the AFC West, it feels like is the wild, wild West every single yeah. year. We've got new quarterbacks coming in, new coaches coming in. Uh, I mean, we got Taylor Swift now part of the <laughs> AFC West, which is crazy all over the place. So <laughs> I am fascinated to hear from you, though, now that the dust has really settled on letting go of Brandon Staley, although I'm sure that was kind of something that in your, your minds you kind of moved on from him probably long ago at this point, sure, you're kind of sure. looking with one eye forward. Where do you think this Chargers roster is and where is it going to go now with Justin Herbert as the centerpiece? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think this show is kind of perfect for this conversation today because I think not only, you know, should we be looking at, okay, which one of these teams is set up for success best going forward, right? But the other thing is, is like, are we kind of watching the demise of the Kansas City Chiefs? And I think that's kind of the bummer about this season where it's like, hey, if things had clicked with Sean Payton and Russell Wilson, a prime year to take down the champs, right? If things had clicked this year for Kellen Moore and Justin Herbert and Brandon Steely had turned the defense around, they would all have a prime opportunity to finally get that AFC West crown, and both of these teams kind of squandered it a little bit, right? But I think yeah. it's very interesting with these two teams specifically because, well, because, I mean, another thing is, like, maybe Travis Kelsey wants to ride off into the sunset with Taylor Swift, right? And maybe we don't see. I mean, he hasn't looked the same this season either, right? And he's obviously the only weapon they really have there right now. But, like, as far as the Chargers go, one of the things about losing out, right, even though it gave them the best draft position, is you don't want it to look like it did against the Raiders, where you get beat 63-21. to 21. You're down 49-0 to zero at one point because not only – you know, are you losing the game? It feels like the team's kind of quitting, right? It feels like the team is quitting, and that's what ended up getting Brandon Staley fired. But the other side of it is, is how attractive does this roster look to a prospective general manager and head coach, right? Because it's like you also want someone to want this roster, right? And I think when you look at the Chargers, especially considering their salary cap situation in 2024, there's a lot of questions that are going to have to be answered. Now with the Broncos cutting or potentially cutting Russell Wilson and benching him this year, their salary cap situation is going to be a lot trickier in 2024, right? Because a lot of dead money from that Russell Wilson contract, potentially, if he moves on. And I guess that's not, you know, a foregone conclusion at this point, but maybe kind of feels like it. But I think mm -hmm. the biggest thing is for the Chargers is what do you have foundationally that's going to carry you forward, right? And I think offensively, it's Justin Herbert. It's Rashawn Slater, your left tackle. It's, you know, you have Keenan Allen for one more year probably next year unless they decide to extend him obviously he's been playing exceptionally this year but then i think you look at the broncos and it's like you have most of that offensive line coming back right you have the marvin mims and the Cortland suttons coming back you have a couple running backs and javante williams and jaleel mclaughlin that look pretty good for what this future offense is going to be but at the end of the day it's one team has a coach that they feel good about with the Broncos and Sean Payton, and one team has a quarterback. How does that kind of shake out going forward? Yeah, I, I can't wait to see because uh, evaluation time is always something that really intrigues me to see when when you do make major changes like this, what players do get highlighted and what players maybe take a step back, not just Russell Wilson or the quarterback position, but 
man, like you said, the Broncos do have some pieces going forward. Not a lot of really notable free agents, some starters on both sides of the ball. You and I talked about this off the air, but Josie Jewell, the starting linebacker, he's one of those pieces. Lloyd Cushenberry, the starting center, he's another one. And there's a couple of other guys sprinkled in there. You know, uh, PJ Locke, one of the safeties. There's just a few guys there that you you may have to figure out a way to bring some of these guys back. But at the same time, the Broncos have pieces in place right now to where, okay, uh, the best we saw this team in 2023, a lot of questions were answered. I mean, you saw really strong play from Cortland Sutton. We didn't know going into this year. What is, what are you going to get from that guy? I mean, for 2020 through 2022, he looked like, man, he's never going to get back to that 2019 form that we saw where he was just kind of dominant, but he's been excellent this season. And what uh, Jerry Judy is another guy you wondered at the beginning of this year what's what's his role going to look like in a Sean Payton offense do the Broncos even want him there's so many trade rumors surrounding both of those guys Sutton and Judy that's like do the Broncos even want him well then they go ahead and pick up his fifth year option and then they go ahead and decline potential offers at the trade deadline and in the offseason to to get have somebody take these guys off their hands like it feels like they want to build around these guys but who's going to be the the ball distributor and what i think the Broncos really need is is a great point guard at the quarterback sure. position. And that's going to shape, I think, everything they do this offseason. You've got Marvin Mims, like you said. You've got the receivers. You don't know what you're going to get from Greg Dulcich. But there, I don't feel like a lot of times, Daniel, I know that there is certain times when NFL teams are rebuilding that you look at the roster and you're like, there's just the, the cupboard is too bare. There's not enough sure. there for like foundational core pieces. And that's kind of where I think a lot of people felt the Broncos were after going five and 12 last season. It's just, there's not enough core foundation pieces. There's no real superstars on this team. There's nobody that you can really build around. I do think that narrative has changed at least a little bit in 2023 to say they do have guys they can build around that can work really well under Sean Payton. And he's done a great job at him and his staff developing some of these players. And that's where I think even with both of these teams kind of being in intriguing cap situations going forward, they may have, have obviously justin herbert the biggest piece but around the quarterback for denver i guess is kind of where those pieces fall into place and you've got guys moving forward yeah well and i think the big thing for both of these teams is is like having a good coach is great it's one of the foundational parts of a successful team right having a great quarterback is maybe the most important thing like i guess if you're saying hey would you rather have the coach would rather have the quarterback i think i'd rather have the quarterback but at the same time if they don't get the next head coaching job selected correctly, it's not going to matter, right? Sean Payton can have, you know, the best, most well-run offense in the league. If you don't have that point guard to distribute it, what does it matter, right? So, like, I think, you know, either way, like, I think I'd rather be in the charge position as far as, like, having the quarterback. But if, I mean, the Broncos somehow find a quarterback that can run that offense, they're going to have the pieces around him to be successful, whereas the next regime for the Chargers is going to have to, hey, you have Justin Justin Herbert as your quarterback. Now you have to build around him, which is what other regimes failed to do in the past. So, like, I'm glad the Chargers have their quarterback. I'm sure Broncos fans are glad that they have their coach. But that next decision on how they address who the future quarterback is in Denver and who the future head coach is in L.A., that's going to have a huge kind of resonant impact on what this division looks like going forward. 
And we're going to talk more about the future of both of these teams on this episode of Locked on Broncos, Locked on Chargers. Crossover Thursday. Daniel and I don't often get to do this whenever we cross paths during the season to talk about both yeah. teams' futures. But, man, the quarterback and head coach vacancies for the Broncos and Chargers, respectively, has really made things interesting. And, of course, where where do these teams go from here, right? How good do we feel about Jarrett Stidham and whatever the next head coach is going to be for the Chargers. We're going to break that all down on this crossover Thursday edition. Locked on Broncos, locked on Chargers. I do want to tell you guys about LinkedIn jobs, though, because when you're hiring for your small business, you want to have as many top tier candidates as possible to interview. And that's why you have to check out LinkedIn jobs, because LinkedIn jobs has the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. Obviously, the Broncos and the Chargers both have really big job openings right now. I hope the Chargers are putting NFL head coach into their LinkedIn jobs profile to see if they can post that job for free right now on LinkedIn jobs. But the great thing about them is hiring is easy when you have that many quality candidates. And that's what they need. They don't need, you know, they need quality candidates. The quantity of candidates, there's going to be plenty of people willing to take the Chargers job. But the difference with LinkedIn jobs, and I find out from my wife because she's a recruiter, is you're getting the right fit. And the right fit is the most important thing. You can have any head coach. The Chargers will have a head coach. It doesn't mean it's going to be the right head coach, right? And that's where LinkedIn job steps in because not only is it going to get you someone quickly, it's going to get you a quality candidate quickly. And when you're trying to finish your year strong and you're trying to get 2024 off to a good start, having the right fit is the most important thing you could look for. So make sure you guys go to LinkedIn jobs, post your job for free at linkedin.com slash lockdown NFL. That's linkedin.com slash lockdown NFL to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. As we jump into the fourth quarter crossover Thursday, locked on Broncos, locked on Chargers. Want to say once again, thank you and give a huge shout out to all of you, everyday listener of both of these shows. We appreciate every single one of you so much tuning in and making us part of your day, however you choose to do so. Daniel, we kind of started talking about it, but let's keep talking about it. Maybe let's get, I want to get your thoughts on this. I, I mean, who is going to be the next Chargers head coach? Who do you want to be the next head coach? What are the options right now? I mean, there's yeah. there's so much going on with both of these teams, but I think if you can get that right fit for Justin Herbert, I mean, that's kind of that kind of feels like it's been the only disconnect for him since he came out of the NFL from Oregon is just who's who's that guy that he's going to work with that he's going to be able to really mesh with and jive with. Who do you want that to be? Who do you think it's going to be? Where do you think they're going to go from here? Well, quick, I mean, before we get into that, Sarah, I think a little revisionist history is necessary, right? Because I think the big thing following the Chargers and how you can kind of tie the Broncos in right here is a lot of people thought Sean Payton was that guy, right? A lot of people mm -hmm. thought after the 2022 season with the Chargers' historic collapse in the playoffs that they could cam Brandon Staley right there and go for Sean Payton. They didn't. Sean Payton wasn't willing to sit out another cycle and, and potentially wait for Justin Herbert because let's be honest, I mean, the flirting between Sean Payton and the Chargers and him showing up randomly at Chargers games, him being kind of overly critical about the head coach in L.A. before he took that Broncos job was very apparent, right? And so I think the hanging over them is, did you miss that, right? And we talked about that a little bit on the first crossovers. How much did the Chargers kind of miss out on that chance to pair Justin Herbert with someone like Sean Payton? And now they have that chance, but Sean Payton's not available, right? He's doing his thing in, in Denver. 
And I think for me, it's been Jim Harbaugh or Bust. Like that, that to me is the guy who not only can kind of satisfy your needs as far as, hey, bringing some stability for Justin Herbert and also being able to build out a staff that can be able to kind of accentuate what Justin Herbert does well, but also give the franchise kind of that culture shock that it feels like it needs, right? To get this team away from chargering, right? Which has always been the thing, which is, hey, you're up late in the fourth quarter, you always feel like they're going to blow it because they're the Chargers and that's what the Chargers do. Brandon Staley set out, had the vision to kind of turn that around. It didn't work out. So who can bring that? I think Jim Harbaugh is the best of both worlds there where it's like, okay, a a former quarterback who's not necessarily known for being like an offensive schematic genius, but everywhere he's gone, he's built up a program that has been physical, right? That has an identity on offense and defense and all of those things. So I think he's the home run pick for the Chargers. If he leaves Michigan or not, it's something we've been talking about for two weeks, right? Because he is also flirting with the Chargers, but is he just trying to drive up his price tag at Michigan, right? And have them pay him more. All of that's kind of in the air. If Jim Harbaugh returns, it's not a super popular opinion in Chargers fandom because people want head coaching experience, but like guys like Dan Quinn, And Bill Belichick even scare me a little bit, especially the GM prospects of Bill Belichick, right? Like that part scares me because he didn't build around Mac Jones. He didn't handle the development of Mac Jones well at all. The roster that he built there offensively is sad. Ben Johnson's kind of the dark horse name, right? Because if if you go for someone like Ben Johnson, the Lions offensive coordinator, both of our teams got to see up close and personal how impressive he is doing what he's doing with Jared Goff, right? Because that's a big thing for me. It's like he's not doing it standing next to Peyton Manning. He's not doing it standing next to Aaron Rodgers. He's doing it standing next to Jared Goff. So I think that the prospects of potentially giving Justin Herbert someone like Ben Johnson, giving him an offense that you know he's going to stick around in for at least three seasons, right, and trying to finally get that part right is something that's attracted to me because you tried doing it the other way. You tried saying, hey, well, at least with Brandon Staley, if we have a really good defense, and Justin Herbert, that's a recipe for success. The defense never came around. I'm more worried about, okay, how many different offenses is Justin Herbert going to have to run during his career? Because it's already been way too many. I'm glad you said that about the Belichick situation, too, because as great as his all-time career, greatest head coach in NFL yeah, history, course. no doubt. I mean, but the reality of the situation is he's going to be 72 this coming year. I mean, it's, it's a... I don't know. I just don't know about that. If I was, you know, in your shoes, I'd probably feel the exact same way. So well, I'm glad you're talking you about trying to up. restart a whole thing, yeah. right? Like, does he have yeah. the years left in the tank to totally kind of rebuild and bring this franchise out of the gutter? Exactly. And and I think that's a great point. You need somebody who's in it for the long haul. And I think that's what you mentioned about Jim Harbaugh. Broncos fans, of course, familiar with the process of trying to uh, seduce him away from Michigan. So I guess, I don't know, Daniel, if you have a Michigan Wolverines cap that you're going to wear during the college football playoffs, kind of feels like maybe if they win it all there, he may may bolt for the NFL one more time and see what no he's got intended. there. But uh, yeah, exactly. Hey, may bolt. Like, I, like it. I actually didn't mean to do that. You yeah. caught it. Good catch. But no, I think that's a great candidate for Justin Herbert. And I, I believe Jim Harbaugh has even gone on record as saying that Herbert's maybe his favorite young QB in the NFL, or he thinks he's the best young QB. I, I mean, there's a lot Something of like that, smoke yeah. there, right? So um, that would be a great fit for him. And can you imagine the AFC West with Jim Harbaugh, Sean Payton, Andy Reid, and whoever ends up with the Raiders who are playing great under Antonio Pierce right now, kind of a crazy situation there. But I, I think just an absolute madness out west and for the broncos side you know really jared stidham you 
it's hard to get excited about that when you initially sign the guy, right? Because although he had some moments with the Raiders, although he had some moments with the Patriots, you're kind of kind of wishing the Broncos would go for a bit higher upside. Maybe like, yeah. uh, hey, if Baker Mayfield's willing to play for four million, why not try to sign him and put him in a situation with Sean Payton or even a guy like Sam Darnold who signed with the 49ers? Like there was just seemed like there was higher upside options than Stidham, but Sean Payton really, really likes him, and he was singing his praises early in the offseason. I mean, he really liked that move. That was a move that he made, I think, in conjunction with Davis Webb, the quarterback's coach there in Denver. I feel like those guys put their heads together and thought about who is the player that we feel like can run this offense. Because we saw, of course, everybody likes to point to Drew Brees' success with Sean Payton in New Orleans and say, well, Brees is the reason why he had so much success. Sure. But Payton did good things with Jameis Winston. He did good things with Teddy Bridgewater. He even built an offense around Taysom Hill, and they won a lot of games with that. So I think he's Unlike the Belichick-Brady can... thing, right? Because that's, Un- that's the whole yeah. thing. is like ever since Tom Brady yep. left, Bill Belichick has been a dumpster fire, whereas at least with Sean Payton – You've actually seen it work with other guys, and I think that it has to make you feel better about who the QB is in 2024, knowing that he's done more with a lot less, right? But also, I feel like there has to be something creeping up on you, Sayer, which is like, do the chart or do the Broncos go all in and try to move up in this next draft and try to go get the quarterback yeah. of the future, or do they take that bridge quarterback? Like, that's going to be huge because at some point, you're either going to have to get up and take somebody new or have to sell a, a free agent, which those guys don't come around very often, right? With at least good quarterbacks. Yes. yes, exactly. And we know Sean Payton thinks very highly of Caleb Williams from his time during, <laughs> you know, uh, working for Fox. I don't think that's a realistic option. But I guess in the NFL offseason, the craziness with what we've seen, I guess you just never know, Daniel. And by the way, there's a game to be played between these two teams. <laughs> it's going to be, I think. Uh, I guess another platform for three hours for those analysts to kind of talk. We'll see what they glean from their pregame interviews as yeah. you know, the, the crew that's it will, there's always nuggets that get dropped during a TV broadcast. So we're fixing to find out a lot about these two teams over the course of the next handful of weeks here as the coaching race gets started, as the Broncos prepare for an offseason, making decisions on Russell Wilson and other players, the Chargers, of course, as well with a lot of roster decisions, personnel decisions, GM, we'll see. I mean, there's a lot of change happening in major spots. Broncos could change GMs as well. We don't know. I mean, there's a lot going on with both of these teams. But one thing I know for sure, you you can know that Locked on Broncos, Locked on Chargers, we're going to have you covered every single day with the latest news and updates on all things Broncos and all things Chargers. And we can't tell you enough how much we appreciate you tuning in to this Crossover Thursday episode. Daniel, I'm going to miss you, man. It's going to be, uh, man, until next season, right? So looking forward to the next, though, and looking forward to this game on Sunday as we approach the offseason where a lot of changes coming for both the Broncos and Chargers. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'll see you all soon.